Over Now podcast sitting here with... Hey guys, this is Kevin McKernan. We are located today in the heart of downtown Gilbert. We're sitting here with... Lynn King-Smith. Lynn King-Smith, <laughs> the mastermind behind the Ticket Force and the Thrive Co-Networking networking Group. How are you doing today, Lynn? I'm fantastic. Wow, look at this building. We're sitting here in your office overlooking beautiful downtown Gilbert with the view of Bergies and view of Main Street. Look at this. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Love it. Real, you know, real cool um, retro-style building. Feels like we are, could almost be in Soho somewhere in New York City. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's, the, that's a high compliment. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what you got going on here and, and what a typical day is like for you. Okay. Well, I'm sitting here in Building 313, which has been a brainchild that took... Uh, it started taking shape back when Joe Johnston in Agritopia, which is where I live, was going to do the episode. And uh, the original idea there was to have like residents of Agritopia could build like a building where you could host your office and then that way you can like work right in your neighborhood and then you could have retail space at the bottom. So it's a really small thought. We were like, oh, we'll have a coffee shop on the bottom floor, and then we'll have like our little, you know, 2,000 square foot office on the top. And then that thing kept growing as we kept growing. And then Epicenter kept changing and evolving as stuff like that does. And it got to a point where I was like, you're not going to be able to own your own building. And so that was a key turning point. Was that always a goal of yours to own own your own building? We did. We wanted to diversify a little bit because Ticket Force is a business that my husband and I both, like all the eggs are in this basket. and so we founded it together in 2003 and you 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 know it supports you but at some point that business has to be your retirement um, for you and so we thought maybe having real estate would be something fun and something cool that would diversify a little bit so that was always the goal well this is a cool piece of real, um, piece of real estate to own it's pretty fun yeah it's we're real loving fun. it well let's take it back a little bit tell us about from breaking ground and you know all the all of the obstacles and everything you have to to overcome to I know something like this you know when it's all said and done it looks like an overnight success but there's a lot of blood sweat and tears that goes that goes into getting to oh yeah oh yeah well there were times where so my husband and I do everything we do is pretty cooperative together and um, there were twice one time he wanted out of the project Uh like what when we were at the phase where we like had bought the lot so we bought the lot in 2014 we literally came down here right after we saw that sam fox was putting zinberger down here and i'm i like to pay attention to other people that are smarter than i am that's nice to come in behind someone of the fox sam is smarter than i am so i'm looking at that because downtown wasn't really as hopping it was postino but no one knew if anything else was gonna pop yeah the momentum was starting but it wasn't like hey it wasn't it wasn't proven yet yeah so Sam came down here I'm like oh, oh wow. he knows what he's doing and so we popped down here we were eating a joyride and Brad was like maybe we'll buy that like that is it Allstate that insurance no, yeah, Allstate yeah, yeah. yeah he's like that's a good one that's on the uh, corner I'm like it's not for sale and he's yeah. like I don't care we'll go knock on their door or something but uh, this lot was empty it was huh. a slab concrete slab yep. and there was a for sale sign in it so I was like that's cool you know maybe we can pick that up for a couple hundred thousand half a million bucks the half lot a million was bucks. And, and we thought we were going to die um, and but it looked really small. Oh, it's yeah. so tiny. It was yeah. like, are you yeah. stupid? <laughs> and, and so we were stupid. Yeah. And um, can I tell a funny story? Absolutely. So we're, you, you know, you put your earnest money down, just like when you buy anything else. Well, we had never bought anything. And the earnest commercial. money is just, hey, you're putting your money where your mouth is. We got a contract yeah. in place. 
we're putting our money well, up. Well, it was refundable. Mm-hmm. Like we had 20000 down or something we that could we could get out. back, right? Yeah. So then it comes time to put hard money. You go put 105000 down. And hard money is, hey, it's getting real. It's getting real. This is real And you are deal. not getting it back. You're not getting it back. Yeah. And so that day, we were trying to get an extension because we were still trying to rally up that money, right? Uh-huh. So... Um, our real estate agent is telling us, oh yeah, it really looks like he's going to give you the extension. Everything's going to be fine until the last day. I get a call at like three to four o'clock in the afternoon for my agent. And he said, I'm getting a weird feeling. And I have a feeling he's going to pull this if you don't get that money down there today. And I'm like, oh, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And I'm like, where am I going? He goes, Camelback. And I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, because I'm out at Higley or whatever. And um, I did, though. And so I, like, grabbed a check. And um, I don't even think, like, I wrote it until I got down there. And then my brother was working there. And I said, dude, I need you to get my car because I need a carpool dummy Mm -hmm. so that I can, like, yes, yeah. My husband is traveling, so I've got him on the speakerphone in the car, and the whole time we're yelling at each other. Like, he's like, get down there, and I'm like, I'm going under duress right now, you know? Oh, this yeah. is not how it was supposed to be. Yeah, and you fund it first, and then you, you know. You mean to tell me husband and wife businesses, when you're working together, there's... There's, there's a little bickering. Always, yeah. There's a little, little bickering now there's and some, then. There, there's some heads that get butt, yeah, right? Now and again, there's some <laughs> heads that butt. Um, it was, it's a funny story. I literally pulled in at, at the title company, like, at five till... I ran upstairs because by that point I was invested and I was like, he somehow in 45 minutes, you know, he was like, we got to keep the dream alive. You know, that's how yeah, we talk. Keep, yeah, got to keep the dream, dream alive. alive. Everything's going to be fine, yeah. you know? And I'm like, this is not how it was supposed to be. And the shouting and my brother's like got his hands over his Car's head. still like, running. Doors cars, walking, he's running. like, I'm going to die. You know? but, but now you can look at it like, you're probably glad you had that story. I love, I love a good story. Yeah. But yeah. it, it, I always tell myself when something like that happens and it feels terrible in the moment, I just say, this is going to be a great story. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes it's like, it's too soon, right? Like, yeah. I, I brought that up too soon. And that's just um, step one. That was just step one. That was step one. Hey, okay, we got yeah. we got a, a place that had a little building on it. We didn't, yeah. It was just, you know. I mean, we had to have a promise of a loan. Um, we yeah. had to find a builder. We had to find an architect. We had to do all that kind of stuff. And then twice in there, one time he wanted out. And one time I wanted out. We had an offer from our builder at the time that would buy the lot from us. We would double our money from what we paid on the lot. We could have walked away. And so, you know, we paid like four something and he was going to give us eight or nine. Yeah. And we were like, that's a pretty fast $400,000. Yeah. That's that's real money. Yeah. yeah. I don't know you guys. Yeah. Oh, that's For me, money. that's real that's stuff. That's real money. Yeah. yeah. And so we were like, huh, we could just take that and go do something else with Minimal it. Minimal risk. Yes. Yeah. So we had a couple of, and he actually went down and told our builder he was walking out. And um, and the architect was like, man, I'm really sad. I really love this project, you know. Yeah. I couldn't go because my stomach hurt too mm-hmm. much. I was just like, no. You know, if you're out, you go tell them. And but we both had to be 100 percent in. That's why if one of us wasn't, it was out. It was out. Yeah. And then there was another phase where I wanted out, and so it just you know, and the funding and all of that uh, it took 18 months. It was an SBA yeah. loan, so that was yeah. cool. They actually yeah. did what they're supposed to do and help small business. Oh yeah, who was this? This was Seacoast Bank, um, which is out of California, but we had an agent here. And I, that I had to beg, too. Yeah. I got on the phone with a VP of lending, she's a woman, 
and they were didn't like something I don't remember oh, yeah, they never and I was all. like okay look you know and I was like begging her on the phone this is what America is I'm supposed to you're so you know this is solid the financiers are solid the business plan is solid everybody's saying that how can you not get this done fund it. yeah you, I mean, this is what America's supposed to be built on small yep. business. Why are you making this so hard? I literally like pushed her over the edge. I, want I hope say, she's not listening. Yeah, she, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of doubt it. She's, well, she's, she's in San Diego. Yeah. 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 Well, so, when, we, when we open up San Diego now, we won't play yeah, this podcast. Yeah, there you go. San Diego now. So, <laughs> no. So, she, I think that helped and, and we got it done. So, that was, that was an 18-month process. We broke ground in... August of 2016. So two years between when you grabbed the lot till yep. you, you broke. And we, broke we thought like, because now you're paying lot payments, right? Oh, yeah. So you're like, well, we're probably two, three months until then we'll start the construction loan and it'll... It goes by fast, you think, Oh, right? my <laughs> Lord. It was crazy. So, and then construction, this was a really tricky project. Uh -huh. You're building lot line to lot line. You're building, you know, a straight wall up next to an, a business that had to stay open. Yep. So I thought Brian and Linda, Burgies, Burgies. are going to hate me. Yeah. So I had to go over there and make friends with them and say, we're going to change your life. It's, you know, hopefully it's better than a bar next door to uh -huh. you. Yeah. So, you know, they actually say they love the building. Um, and it's been a big change uh -huh. for them. But just to build it in this context. Yeah. yeah. Like, normally they bring out all the block and they bring the whole thing out and stick it on the lot, right? Yep. They had to bring it every day because there's no place yep. to put it. Store, yeah, it's kind of so, like, like city building, big city building. It was. <laughs> it's so urban, and yeah. and um, yeah, and then like the I don't know, one of the walls over here wasn't straight, so we had a gap. I mean, on the side over here where, where yeah, down. they got their yeah. wall up first uh -huh. next to us, and we were like, damn it, you know. Yeah, when you wanted. come through the back stairs, you can take a look, and it, like you said, it's lot line to lot line. There's, it is lot line to lot line. There. So it's really, really a tricky, yeah. tricky, tricky project. Tell us about um the inspiration and the architecture. Did you guys have a lot of say in that, or that is all us. Oh, awesome. Yeah, you guys did a yeah. Job. Um, but I will. Vince Dalkey was the original architect on the uh -huh. project, and then uh, when we did this builder switch, he changed. You know, I had to transfer it over to our guy that we used, um, Brian Fakasi. But. Vince nailed it. So we had, we love to go back east. Um, we love Boston. We love New York. We love the, the you know, the, the lot line to lot line, the brick. Um, so all I knew was I wanted this, you know, the, the beautiful red brick. Yeah. And I wanted people to feel like maybe it was a building that was built in the 40s and maybe we refurbished it. Yeah, I like to see, you know, the, the rebar you got here with the drop in. Right. Like, yeah, so that's right? Really, you know, real, real inspiring and in how, you know, it does give you that, like, kind so, of that brownstone yep. feel. So we gave him that description and the first drawing of the exterior we just sat there and we were like dude you nailed this, this like yeah so we tweaked it a hundred percent but the basic idea phenomenal you know and the front part where it's kind of you got the patio that's set in that was just because there were restrictions at the time yeah. on that that went away but it was on the guy that owned the lot next door yeah and you and, had setbacks and, and all that for so. our people that are listening can tell them just describe where we are where, where we're you know what sides us and what's in front of us yeah we are um where we call the cool kids block that's exactly in, in right the heritage district <laughs> so if you're not between Paige and vaughn you're not cool uh -huh. right so yeah. um sorry for all the <laughs> others but no anyway and we're, we're south of the tracks yeah, yeah. We're the south side. So we are in the primo, yeah. the heart of the Heritage District. Um, we are on the west side of, east side of the road. And we are neighbors with Burgies, and then we go right up against Dirk Bentley Whiskey Row. Right in the heart of it, right? Right in the heart, right, right in the, in the thick. Heart. Yeah. And you guys now have a new tenant. Tell us about your new tenant. Brass Tap? Brass Tap. We love the Brass, Brass Tap. Tap. We built this place 
I love craft beer and I, uh-huh. I don't, I didn't want to have a place that, uh, I was here every day that I wouldn't want to go to. Yep. I thought that'd be really weird. That was one thing I wanted to too. I just really wanted to be with nice people, Yeah. you know? And I mean, we talked to chef Binkley like three times. We talked to Oso a bunch uh-huh. of times cause it took so long and with restaurants, it's all timing. Yep. And so we had a lot of really cool concepts down there. Um, we originally thought brewery. So that's why it's as the high of the ceilings as, uh-huh. as they are. Talked to a couple different breweries. Wasn't the right time for them. Um, and kind of started to get bummed out. And then, you know, there was there was like one that did Mediterranean food or something. I'm like, I just, I don't want to smell that like every day, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And so now I'm listening to like soccer games during the World Cup yeah. and people are cheering at 10 in the morning. I love that. No. I love it. Yeah. So, um. Um, the Brass Tap um, was, it, it's not a brewery, but those guys curate. If, if you're not going down there, it's yeah, amazing. It yeah. it's, it's amazing. Like, I, is 75 on tap or something like that? Yeah. And Jason Rowe is the buyer, and he's like, he finds the best stuff, the small batch. They've got one of the best ciders, cider down there that was named like the best cider in the world mm-hmm. that they have. So shout out to Brass Tap. If yeah, you guys shout haven't tried out. it yet, get, a, Go get there. over there. And get ladies, there. if you don't think you like beer, they'll find one for you, and they know their mm-hmm. stuff. They, they, they can tell you what they sours the whole thing so there's something there for everybody there, yes absolutely and I'm just sad if, if people haven't figured out yet that it's not really a restaurant where you just go get a, a beer it is a beer place yeah. and, and and it's not a go get drunk beer place it's an f- incredibly nice family place go watch your experience. sports you it's fantastic yeah. people bring their kids in there the burgers are good um, you know come watch the yeah. World Cup hey, I'm sold yeah, I'm a sold. fan yeah Hey, another thing we want to touch upon, um, you know, you obviously being female in business, I'm sure you've had some obstacles. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that. It's not always rosy in business. So, you know, I'm sure you've had some obstacles, some things that you've, um, that taught you some lessons along the way, yep. you know, being female in business. Can you, can you, um, elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. I mean, I never set out thinking I was going to be a business mm-hmm. owner. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I think you've heard the story that I told about when I first, I took 10 years and, and stayed home with my kids. So I was like a music teacher and directed choirs and to piano and all that kind of stuff that supplemental um, but when Braylon who now runs Thrive was almost four we were just tired of not having any money um, you know because it's it's a pinch and a sacrifice to yeah. raise a family on one income so I just said we're done and um, I went back into the workplace and I got my degree during that time because I realized I didn't have any idea what I was doing uh-huh. so I got my business degree and I never really still thought of that I would ever be an entrepreneur um, it was really just something that I, I did though that first job I got into was in tech and I loved it uh-huh. and so I just learned everything I could about technology and computers and software and hardware and all that learned to take a computer apart I mean it was crazy oh. what these people would you teach me all, huh? yeah you could just <laughs> ask everybody and then I you know I did the UFP at night and got my business degree and I just soaked it all up and absolutely loved it and um, so as far as being a woman in business yeah I never I never gave it a lot of thought because I was I was kind of a uh, um, strong kid even all the way through high school uh-huh. and I just kind of did what I wanted um, and didn't really feel that kind of pressure but yes now that I've been in business and I'm in some really male dominated fields oh, absolutely uh, technology male dominated yeah. music industry male dominated film male dominated real all estate. of that real estate yes yeah. and so um, it's I think it's just a matter of finding out how to be you and um, to not try to act like a man 
you know? Um, but I tell the story a lot about how women say I'm sorry all the time. Um, they, they do. I mean, and we're terrible about it. Even like if you're in, you're at a baseball game and people are like walking through, the men will invariably say what if they're walking in front of you? Excuse me. Right. Excuse you know what me. the women say? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it's like, so there's just things like that, that put us in a passive position uh-huh. that we, we've, I think it's just centuries of feeling like you've got to apologize for getting in somebody's way or something. I don't know. You're going to go get your hot dog and a beer. You got to go. Me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse, Excuse me. me. Yeah. Move out of the way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of finding that, um, uh-huh. you know, that balance between being real, but like, um, uh, using a low voice though. Women yeah. will get accused of being shrill. Uh-huh. And so, you know, if you use this voice, yeah. <laughs> people yeah. are like, wow, she's really shrill. You know, yeah. and men don't get that. Yeah. So it's weird. You, you know, How much do you adapt uh, to make yourself more acceptable or something or less offensive? And how much do you just say, get on my way? Just get on my way. Excuse you know, me. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. So it is it's, it's challenging, which that's what Thrive was born out of is is I think women are our own worst enemies and, and we don't know how to really just be ourselves and be confident. Everybody respects confidence. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I you, appreciate you don't want it these too. people that are like apologizing all the time. No. And want, I think that makes people look at women and go, "Ah, oh, you're kind of weak." She you want your surgeon walking in and say, "Hey, I'm sorry." I'm yeah, I'm sorry. so sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you went right to surgeon, right? Yeah. Well, tell me, let's talk about Thrive. You yeah. Know, what what is it? What's how did the concept originate? You know, what does it do? And you know, who who can best benefit from it? Right. Good questions. Yeah. I have the answers to all of those. <laughs> I actually don't have the question as to where the idea first started. Um, I'm in talking about what we just talked about. I really started to be aware of a lot of women are just shooting themselves in the foot, and they're in the workplace, and they're they're smart, and they're they're educated, and they're doing everything, but they're not like taking those leadership roles. We still have a really small number of women that are in CEO roles, women that are in Fortune 500 roles, women that are VPs at banks. I mean, we're, it's like we're working position of powers. Yeah, but the power makers. positions yeah. is like not always happening, and some of it is choice, and some of it is. Uh, they say I'm sorry too much. I, you know, I don't know. So I didn't want to start a nonprofit or anything. That's just not me. But I thought, how can I speak to this? So I started kind of talking at seminars and things like that, conferences, and mm-hmm. speaking about it. And meanwhile, Braylon was my daughter. Is um, she was down at U of A, and she worked at Connect Coworking down there, and loved the the coworking business. And so we have this building originally designed and it, where Thrive is now and the third floor was going to be air conditioners. So we had the bar up front like we do and then all these air conditioners, you know, where Thrive yeah. is. And um, I can't remember the day that I had this idea. I think I saw a women's co-working space in New York or something and I thought, ooh, I wonder if we could do something like that. Could it even like break even or make a little bit of money uh-huh. um, and do something really cool? But how am I going to run two businesses? And so then I tapped Braylon and I'm like, guess what's going to happen <laughs> right when you graduate? You're going to run. Perfect timing. <laughs> and so it was actually with all the delays and everything else, it was perfect timing. She graduated in December and we opened up a year later. So she had that, that transitional time there to go build her network and all that kind of Tell stuff. Tell us what, so. what, it, what it offers and who, who can benefit from yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Um, it offers a couple of different things. So if you are like a solo entrepreneur, 
entrepreneur um, or maybe a two-person business owned, owned by women because um, it is designed by and for women um, or maybe you work remotely so we have like women up there who um, work at a company that might be in San Francisco but they work at home so mm-hmm. then you get kind of lonely and you get tired of the dog barking and kids are around and whatever a place so, to feel productive yeah exactly um, so it is it's not all entrepreneurs so it is it, again it's some people that are remote workers or maybe you just work at a big company and they let you telecommute too so there's that so that's getting really popular right? it's yeah. getting really huge and so what it but it's mostly a community so it is a workspace uh-huh. right so we have some um, single person offices some double offices and then we've got you can have a dedicated desk that's all yours or you can just uh, for 79 bucks a month right now you can just go work up there drop in like Starbucks mm-hmm. only better right yeah. so then it's about the community so they have all these events and they're connecting so networking networking but not for the point of it's like a friendship community uh-huh. I'm supporting you maybe we can make each other better um, and that is located here cool. on the 313 campus right? 313 campus yeah. I love that it's on the third floor yeah, third floor of the 313 yes. campus yeah and it's it's going well we have tons of room to expand that and, and if somebody wanted to have like a conference meeting you have a conference room okay so outside of that we do have conference space we've got a patio to rent um, for event space and we'll rent that that does not have to be woman focused or uh-huh. woman owned um, so we do have people doing that we've got a large beautiful conference room that space is amazing up there it's gorgeous yeah we'll, we'll get some pictures we'll make sure we share it so okay. we, we can put, put it out there on the yeah as if we haven't already been all over <laughs> everywhere like, yeah. right so but yes thank you thank you yeah and then you also have another another um brainchild of yours here on the 313 campus can you tell us a little bit about ticket force yeah that's the that's the old man of the of the of the world so that's a um, we have a software really a software and services business uh-huh. um, our clients are any anybody that does events um, live events in the live event market so it could be a building um, like celebrity theater which is our oldest yeah. and, and truest client um, it could be like a one-time event like we did an air show in Nevada um, so it could be anything like that uh-huh. and then um, our contracts are mostly with the buildings then and so we service clients in all 50 states and Canada um, but all we're doing here in this branch is providing sales and then support for sales the and support yep so it's super easy a little bit of little tiny phone room back there uh-huh. a little bit of admin up here um, it's a very scalable business but we did 102 million in um, ticket sales Close last year just, I know we right? just did a fist pump everybody so that was that was really fun to cross over that you know because I, I remember our first million we did in ticket sales and it was like wow yeah yeah this work so, this is so, working yeah it's really a scalable business it's uh profit margins are, are not as high as what a lot of um a lot of companies are but i feel like that's everybody's struggle right now oh yeah, yeah. and when what year did you start we incorporated in 03 in a garage in gilbert we are truly a gilbert we wow. were at vintage ranch over there at pecos and Vista when we first moved to gilbert from up in arcadia mm-hmm. area and we were, you know, pioneers. Kudos to the garage. There's a lot of great business been started in the garage. I love the garage. I love the garage story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we literally was a third car garage we converted. And that was our first office. And that was the first office. Yep. So we're totally a Gilbert business. Absolutely. We crossed the line when we were in our other office and we were we were um, in Mesa technically. And nothing wrong with Mesa, but it's not my town. So that was rough because we felt like we left. So now we're chamber members again and, you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So How many employees do you employee um, on all of your businesses well we have 25 mm-hmm. here um, and growing we'll be at 30 probably in another few months probably 
maybe 35 by the end of the year. Um, Thrive has one employee, yeah. Braylon. Braylon. <laughs> yeah, yes. absolutely. So 36 employees. Yeah. Kudos to you. Yeah, kudos, thank you. Kudos to you. Thank you, thank you. What um, what advice would you give to somebody who is, you know, who, who's looking at what some of the accomplishments that you've achieved, knowing what you know now, mm. someone that's looking to get into business, do a little bit of what you've done, or you know, all of the different things that you know. What kind of advice would you would you give them, knowing what you know now? Um, that you you, you got to really be ready. I mean, you look at people's successes, and you're like, that's really cool what they did. It is so freaking hard, and then it's harder than you thought it was going to be, yeah. and then it's harder than that. And yeah. and and you don't get sleep. You just What's that? you right. <laughs> and I I really am a healthy habits kind of person, and I'm sleeping pretty good now. Yeah. But I, let me tell you, there are so many sleepless nights. Oh yeah. Or you just wake up in the morning and the thoughts are just racing. So this is not for everybody. Uh-huh. It's uh, owning a business is fantastic, but there has to be sort of a fire in your belly or something. Passion. There has to be something passionate. And there's a lot of people that are kind of there. They might have an art or a craft or something that they do that's amazing, but then they want to turn that into a business and it doesn't work because they don't have that, that the business savvy. So maybe partner with someone. I don't know. You just, I just tell people, you know, I try to talk them out of it all the time. Most people are not cut out for this. You guys know. I, uh, one of the things you mentioned earlier is um, you, you said the quote when you've had all eggs in your bat and one basket when yeah. when it when it became real. Yeah. To explain to us what is that like? You know, explain to our, our listeners what is that like? Because that's when rubber hits the road and right. this is real. This is real. I'm into it now. I don't have the nine to five and this just became real. Right? It was scary when we did it because we we had had like everything else was sort of folding up at the time and I was doing some contracted writing work. So, but and, and, and Brad was painting houses and then it was uh-huh. like we when we decided to take the plunge, neither one of us we were, you can't take salary. So people start a business to take a salary. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> what are you going to do? So now you're doing that and then plus you're working right um and so we just had all these these markers that we would get to and then it took a long time before we were like we should probably put money back in our 401 you know because we pulled all of it out to start the business right and then we were like what if this thing just goes belly up? We got nothing, you know. We were forty when we started the business. That's risky. It's I risky. know. Not not only um, I'm I'm talking about time wise, but when you take from your four hundred one k and oh, yeah. yeah, like hey, we're playing with. We're I'm playing aware. With the future. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. aware. And when, you, and when you start in your twenties, you can make mistakes. Yes, exactly. When you're forty, you you don't really have yeah. any, on a family. You can't make right. Mistakes. Well, now yeah. we're in our fifties, right? And we started doing this building. I'm like, yeah. we are not screwing around, <laughs> you know. This is a real deal. We're on the home stretch yeah. now, baby. We got we got to lock this stuff up but on the other side maybe encouraging that you know we've had a lot of success in the last 15 years um and so it's okay to do it at that point in your life but yeah we so now we have 401k again it's pretty cool oh yeah yeah so we we started putting money back in like okay you know because our cpa is a little happier with us he's like (laughs) you gotta dump some money in there (laughs) you know but it's hard to do when you want the business to be successful and and all that so we do we have you know some retirement Uh accounts going and now the building and you know yeah, all that, getting so. going. I know what motivation changes as you know like you mentioned as you get older what motivates you now 
God, when people ask me that, I don't, I always say I don't know because I just have a drive and an ambition that I can't always explain. I, I tell Brad all the time, I would love to just like stay home and make yogurt. And he just laughs. Kevin's <laughs> laughing, so you can't see him, but he's laughing. And he's like, that would last like two days for you. And I said, I don't know. I'm going to make cheese when we get the ranch up there in Cottonwood. And he's like, yeah. And then, and you're going to have to do something else, you know? So I don't honestly know exactly. I should probably seek that question uh-huh. out because it's not really money. It's not, you know, I, my family, I don't know. Quality of life, I, I don't really know what, what makes me tick. You know, when we're doing this podcast, a lot of times when we're sitting down with other entrepreneurs and a lot of it, we when we come across is it's it's a lot, it's not spoken as much, but when we collaborate and a lot of it is just the chase and the grind. Is that what it is? Is that what it is for you guys? I I, I think it is. It's like, okay, like. But what does that get us? I don't get why we do (laughs) that. It's so much easier if we just kept that money in that 401k. Wouldn't that be nice? But it seems boring. So I yes. think yeah. for me, the maybe climb. The climb. it's excitement. Yeah. And it's the, challenge. the excitement. The challenge. Right. Yeah, like when you when you walked in when we first got here, you said, you, we talked about something you had mentioned, like, man, I just tired of making decisions. I am you know, tired, tired of making decisions. decisions. On doorknobs and, yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's, you know, you know, that's tiresome when you think about it. When you look at, you know, guys like, like Zuckerberg, how they wear the same thing every day. Oh. And when you read some of the reason they do that yeah. is... To cut down on the decision making. It's true. So you know that was something when you pointed out when you walked in that I yeah. picked up on is yeah. is you know and as well as the type A personality and the go getter and the can do attitudes you know it must just yeah. be excitement. That's all I can think of. But then I, I'm I'm 54 years old. I'm 55 this summer. So I'm like, when does that stop? What like like I'm gonna wear myself out? I don't know. Yeah, like are you gonna be 80? I don't know. I mean, if you guys That's know Brad, awesome. he's pretty. Yeah. He's full of life, and we both have both longevity. Guys, yeah. So yeah, um, but. I don't know. It's just I'm. I think I'm having fun. I just have this side of me that thinks it wants to make cheese, you know. And cottonwood. And cottonwood. We will probably do or a ranch in cottonwood. Kind of wish you could do that. I do. There's you like. You know you can. Could there be two of me though? Like, yeah. Don't you wish you could clone? Yes. One could make cheese yeah. and one could I mean, run the business here. Yeah. I mean, I have. I've tossed. I've tossed around with going into politics, but I don't like the idea of running. I think just, I would like the job. Uh huh. But not um, the running part. But not the running. And I actually love DC, even though uh-huh. it's dirty and nasty and has all the terrible stuff I think there's a lot of people there that love our country that are working really hard there Uh and so you know John McCain's life he's got his ranch up there and then he flies back and forth that looks okay so you make cheese and then but if I just need to get a position where I don't have to run Uh you know (laughs) call me when I win yes exactly (laughs) you guys go out make a campaign pick something (laughs) I'm gonna run for yeah and then we'll call you when it's time to show up yeah and then Brad's like this would really be great you'd be gone a lot and then you just fly back and I'm riding my horse and selling stuff. And we'll do another podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I had an advisor of mine. He's like, Lynn, you don't have to run. Like, you could see there's, there's positions you can serve in government. You know, like the State Department for me would be a dream because I love diplomacy and negotiating uh-huh. and finding solutions. And and I'm like, all right, well, I don't know. That doesn't yeah. sound as fun. So. Um, we had a post today on Gilbert. Now, you want to share about the post about the building? Oh, yeah. Whiskey Road sold a couple weeks ago for like little over eight million dollars. Whiskey Roll is staying there though, correct? Yes, the landlord. 
sold right. the pro property. So Whiskey Row is just the tenant. So that's great for you, right? That's a good comp in <laughs> the neighborhood. That's a good comp as we go to that's the real estate house. That's a good comp. Yes, absolutely. So, so you know that you know we want. I wanted to point that out just to the testament of what is going on down here and how vibrant it is, and you know. And your investment was a good investment, right? Yeah. From I 2014. Mean, right looking across the street. It was I the right know. One. You Look know at what? the last five years for you, from 2014 to now. Like. Mm. Yeah, my balance sheet's looking a little better. It's looking better, huh? Yeah. <laughs> when, they, the balance, when, you first, when you first start on, you're like, so who good. cares about this balance sheet? I know. These are overrated. I know. <laughs> I know. Exactly. That's what we but, always do. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of luck in what we all do. Yeah. You know, right place, right time. Having the guts to do something, you know. Pulling the trigger. Pulling the trigger. You know, yeah. I, I've said this before in some of our other podcasts, and I picked it up from... Um, um, Mark Cuban, um, you know, on the, on the Shark Tank. Yeah, um, you know, some of the people coming with their pitches there, and he, he points it out right away is you're a entrepreneur. You're oh, entrepreneur. yeah. You're not passionate about it, you're a entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And you do see that a lot. You know, a lot of people, like you said, you know, some of the things, hey, it takes the guts and just to go out there and do it and willing to put the hard money down and pull from your 401k. So those are what the entrepreneurs do. You know, the entrepreneurs, they'll stay right. on the sideline and talk about it a lot. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's, you know, kudos to you. And yeah. you know, look at the five years you've, you know, five years since 2014 to, to now, it's... I mean, I've been in business for 15 years, uh -huh. right? So uh -huh. I went, I worked, I start working in the morning um, at home. I clean out my inbox. I set my day. Um, I came in here, worked till six. So I probably worked from 7.30 to six. And then I went and did spin class. And I went home, plopped on the couch, movie was on or something. Uh -huh. Picked up my laptop and I was finishing like a schedule or something. And I went to bed at 11. And, and... I've been in business for 15 years. Yeah. So every day is not like that. It's not a healthy way to live, yeah. but you have to do that when you have to do that. And there's, and, and you're a entrepreneur if, if you can't handle that day that I just described. Oh yeah. You yeah. know? And, and that's not even emergencies or anything. That that's nothing. That was just a normal yeah. day. Yeah, that's not that the emergencies like, or the fire. Oh shoot, fly. I <laughs> forgot to do this thing I had to do, yeah. you know? And I mean, I'm, I'm having conversation while I'm typing and I'm half watching a movie and all of that, but I was still, in, my brain was engaged. Yeah. Yeah. But then I realized Brandon went to bed. He was like, Mah. you know. <laughs> but I realized, like, like I, I was inspired. Whatever I was doing, I was inspired by yeah. it. I was feeling good. I wasn't mad that I had to do it. Yeah. It was and just hours don't seem like hours. You're not watching the clock during this time. It's like no. I mean, sometimes it's grunt work, Maybe but it's spin still. Maybe you're watching the clock. I am absolutely <laughs> guys watching that time. That is the longest 45 minutes of my day. Every day. I love them, though. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Cycle Lab. Cycle Lab. Great yes. guys here, and they're also neighbors here. Yeah. And they're north of the tracks. North of the tracks. They're not too far they're, from us here. Yeah, but they're south, south of Page. But they're south still in page. the cool run. Yeah. yeah. So we're going we're gonna to take it down there all the way to Champions and, you know, Euro Cafe. And all what, what, what do you see going on down here in the next? 10 years, 5 years, 10 years, 15 years. What do you think the, the downtown Gilbert is going to look like? Well, I'm privy to some of the information that oh, I yeah. know it's going to look like because I'm, you know, involved in uh -huh. planning committees and that kind of thing. Um, a, a lot more pedestrian and it's going to spread. It's not just going to be a strip. Uh -huh. But it's very everything that this town does economically. It gets awards all the time. They do in such an incredibly beautiful way. So it's you very strategic. It's very strategic, strategic and it's not like it's just not stupid development. Uh -huh. um, so I see I I think there's going to be condos down here, like right behind where we are. Um, I think they're going to change the way the roads work. Um, a lot more walkability stuff, uh -huh. more green space. And 
I hope to God some public art. That's my thing. I just talked to the yeah. mayor about it. She was actually in here chatting with me last week. That's the kind of town we have. Uh-huh. Um, and but I'm like the public art for me is something that um, I really want to see us have. Yeah, it was nice when we seen Zinberger down the street. Was that know, cool? We put that mural up. We know. Yep. We, I know Andy Brown personally. We want, we're going to get him on here, and you know he's done some really great cool stuff in Japan, and so you know we want to yep. see see more of that. But he he soldierly he does. Shout out to Andy Brown if you're listening, buddy. Yep. Um, some and, really cool stuff. And super secret, there's going to be something added to the top of this building that I can't tell you about. Oh, oh super oh. secret. Super so you got to stay tuned. Taste, taste. Stay I'm tuned. putting the teaser out. Yeah, the yeah. teaser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> keeping yeah. keeping Gilbert now alive. Yeah, keeping now. <laughs> stay tuned because it's coming. It's yeah. coming. Right. Yeah. No, it's. it's it's gonna it's it's I got the the 90% that that's gonna happen so it's gonna nice. be super cool Exciting. it'll change the the look of things awesome here. can't that's tell you cool. what that is though but it's coming it's coming you gotta we'll, we'll do another podcast and announce it yeah there you go so to where where kind of followers find you as far as Instagrams your your emails we know the 313 down in downtown yeah. Gilbert I'm really really easy for me personally everything is my name Lynn King Smith and Lynn spelled with an E so Insta is is that I'm friends with anybody that wants to be friends with me from the town of Gilbert on Facebook um, and I've got a Facebook page as well um, Thrive is Thrive AZ um, on I think Insta Facebook, all of that. I think it's Thrive Easy or Thrive Co-working for Women. Yeah, and if you're super easy, you know, if you're female out there looking for a cool place, energetic, come and you know, um, do some telemarketing, commuting from from a different location, or you know, just get away. It's it's a come down here to the three one three campus and take a look at it. They really do have a lot to offer. I love the three one three campus. It's fantastic. Yeah, we just branded it. We'll get shirts. We'll get shirts out tomorrow. Great. <laughs> we do need shirts. We definitely need shirts. Well, we really appreciate your time. I just love your energy i love your vision i love everything you're doing down here and we thank you so much you for, being a great, for being a great gilbert now supporter and follower you're kind of good at this podcast mm-hmm. thing though frank, uh, frank just, kills it I just, I just sit back uh, and listen yeah, uh, just, yeah. Uh, we always want to make it feel like hey we're sitting in the back having some beers and we're barbecuing just yeah something. i got beer yeah. in the back oh wow let's, now we, let's, right let's, let's do it let's, let's do it, it. Right. Well, we really appreciate your time thank you man congratulations on all your success continue success love it we just did knuckles again knuckles again awesome